This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Daddy's hosting today, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rogers, he doesn't want to play for the Patriots. It never works out for the Jets, and it always works out for us. Does it? Forgot all those Jets playoff wins the last couple of seasons. We haven't had one in 12 years. Three Super Bowls since then. I understand. <laughs> All right. Earlier on the show, Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Coming up, Academy Award-winning actor Russell Crowe, Eagle Center Jason Kelsey, and now, it's Rich Yeah, Eisen. it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and Brooks Kepka is in the clubhouse after... A round at the Masters, four under par, uh, five under par. Pardon me, add that to his seven under par from Thursday. We do the math for you here on the Rich Eisen Show. He's 12 under par in the clubhouse, and rain is coming, so he's going to sit back and watch the slickers pop out and the umbrellas pop out, and he's going to stay dry, and he's going to be chilling like a villain. Unbelievable. And and see what else happens. Um as Tiger Woods just hit the course. Uh, uh, Jason Day is nine under par. He's three back. He is on 15 on the par five. So let's see if he can make some hay right there. And uh, two guys, seven under par, Victor Havland and uh, John Rahm are about to hit the course right now. And again, bad weather is about to hit Augusta for today. And then tomorrow might just be a washout. I do not know what's going to happen from here. The only thing I can tell you, the best thing I can do for you is to give you the information that you need on this front. And the person who is absolutely the perfect man for the job is Mike Del Tufo. His weather report for the Masters weekend will wrap up this program at the end of hour number three. And that'll wrap up a full hour in studio for us with Jason Kelsey, future Pro Football Hall of Famer. This is going to be fantastic. And we still have Russell Crowe to come here on the program. How great is this? How fun is this? Let's go. 844 rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo in their spots. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. And Good wherever you may be taking him this show live on the Roku channel or Rich Eisen Show, uh, Terrestrial Radio Network's affiliate stations, Coast to Coast, Sirius XM Odyssey. We say hello to our podcast listeners listening to this show whenever they darn well please because it's their right to do so. <laughs> 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on the show. Uh, I got a text from Cooper Eisen. Cooptani? Uh, Cooper Eisen. Cooptani. Cooptani. Who will be starting for his uh, Little League Rockies tomorrow night and the night game. You're you're all invited to come. You said you might come with, uh, with or you're out now? Yesterday you were was, all in, now I, you're out? Yesterday, uh, I did not know that we I had plans previously. Got it. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. He's wearing they're wearing their alternate jerseys I'm, tomorrow night. I, I'm, I'm no, excited black, to hear He's got it's a black Rockies jersey, mm-hmm. and he's got his black pants all picked out, and he's got his black. He's going to go all black uh, on a night game. Against the, black like the against the Padres, and that's bad news for the Padres, I will say. Rich, you should just live stream that on your Instagram. Oh, please. Come on. I'm not going to do that. because Because I want to be, be present. He wants to be present, plus just Rich up, curses a lot at the game. Set up the, yeah. set up the uh, tripod and let, let's I'll go. I'll just tell you how it goes. I want to be... I, I at least give love, us an at bag i got to be honest Rich. with you. I am loving... Of course. ...going to these games <laughs> at this at the Little League. It's, it, it's so... It, it's... Beautiful. Like, I, I, it really is. Just yeah. watching these kids compete, and the sun was setting, 
in the valley on uh, i mean i'm getting all you know Mostly. mushy here wednesday night beautiful night so saturday it's gonna be a saturday night sun setting sun on the mound pitching and hopefully it does well boom and he starts raking and starts hitting but anyway the reason why i bring it up is he texts me so this is what he's doing on his final friday of spring break and again any parent out there on a spring break with their kid knows right now the two words for spring break that are operational 24-7 is, now what? <laughs> now what? <laughs> Just you wait, pal. Now what? <laughs> so he wrote, because our, our fantasy league, our fantasy baseball league, yep. we, we, we drafted after opening day. So okay. our league doesn't start for real till Monday. Oh, all right. So we're monitoring the team and how it's doing. Yep. I've already made so many moves in my league. We we drafted Gregory Soto, thinking he's the closer in Philadelphia, and he's he came in the seventh inning of a game against the Yankees, and he's been a, he hasn't been lights out. Yeah. So he texts me, Dad, we should drop Soto. Either get the Braves closer or the Nationals closer. They're both hot. So I ask you, do we take Mason Thompson or Jesse Chavez? Well, the Braves' closer is Rasiel Iglesias, who's currently on there. Oh, that's so what I'm when saying. When he comes back, he's he'll, the guy. He'll, okay. So do we take... So the guys right now are just filling in for April. So we just stay put? Do I text my son? It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? It is He's treat, He's treating it like it's his basketball yeah. or his football league. And see, fantasy baseball, you really... Like, I drafted a bunch of guys who were on the injured list because I know... Carlos Rodon and Tony right. Gonsolin, when they come back, right. win a lot of games, get a lot of strikeouts. Right. You're playing the long game for baseball. It's a six-month season. I think he's putting our, our, our roster on the pitch clock right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing right now. I did pick up TJ's boy, Francisco Alvarez. I had a spot for DH. Yeah, but he just got called up today. Just got called up. Okay. The future is so, here. So just no. tell him to stay put. Stay put. That's I'd, what say, I say. I'd say tell him to just R-E-L-A-X. Just relax. Guys here say stay put. Focus on your, your game tomorrow, Cope. Yeah, tell him to visualize. Tell him to get some long toss in today and uh, get that arm loose. Okay. Okay. Done. Now I can focus as I should, as I will on Saturday night, put my phone away. Hey, folks, guess what? It is time. For what's more likely, hey. presented by Apple TV Plus, talking baseball as they do on Apple TV Plus. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Hit it. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. Baseball season, baby. Let's go. This is the second week. It was a week ago, just uh, Thursday, that the the season began. But if you're in fantasy, this is the end of the first. Week. So uh, this is it, man. I mean, why why not start asking what's more likely in a sure. six month long why season, not? just eight days in? But go for it. All right, so we're gonna do a couple kind of big picture seasons, and then we got one each focused on the Apple TV Plus games today. Okay. Um. So go let's get it. to those right now. All yes, right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's, who's more likely to win American League MVP? Shohei Otani or the field? <sighs> or the field? Uh, I think last year showed you that it's going to take a 62 home run season to not to beat Otani for the MVP award. A, a once in a 60 year season. Yeah, <laughs> that showed you. And and Otani's already shown through his first week of the season that he's as locked in as ever. 
You saw it at the end of the World Baseball Classic. And you've seen it already on his opening night start in Oakland that he didn't win. You've already seen it. I mean, and if I'm not mistaken, Otani this week suffered a pitch clock violation as both a batter and pitcher. <laughs> that really made me Take laugh. Take that. <laughs> that! Made me laugh. Take that. Now that will special. never be repeated. That's special. <laughs> Babe Ruth never did that, Rich Eisen. <laughs> oh, Tony's already done something Babe Ruth never did because there wasn't a pitch clock while Babe was stirring his martini before a three home hey. run game. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Otani. I will take Otani over the field. Yeah, he's already on fire. I will take Otani over the field. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on. Uh, who's more likely to reach the World Series? Someone from the AL East or someone from the NL West? NL West. I'll go there. I'll go there. I mean, Rays I'll go there. The Rays are like 40 and 0 already. Will Smith is um, slapping it around right now. See what I did? Hey. You see what I did? Will Smith, the baseball player. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I saw some article and about the Dodgers how he just are going to no start personality. Like it's just boring. Who cares? Like, yeah. Can I share something with you? Ten, you know my, by the way, ten, 10 RBI for a catcher in the first week of a season never happened. Stupid. By the way, my Altoid story I told you about Australia. Yeah. The bouncer who was going to throw me out, his name was Will Smith. There you go. Straight up, <laughs> swear to you. Oh, curiously strong that bouncer. <laughs> I got upset with that you. Was, I know. I finally, it name, finally hit me. His name was Will Smith. So yes. I'll take the Dodgers because uh, obviously the Padres will start cooking when Fernando Tatis finally uh, is done with his rehab assignment and his and his Cadillacking uh, on minor leaguers. Cadillacking on minor <laughs> yeah. leaguers, and, he, and he's finished with his suspension. Story. And and the pitcher who gave up the home run called him a cheater on a steroid suspension in the home runs. And then he deleted the tweet. No, like uh, come on, minor, minor league smack, <laughs> major league smack talk from minor league. Yeah, he says baseball needs some help. Come on now. No love. Tampa's undefe- undefeated right nah, now. I'll, 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 look, the, the Astros still exist outside the American League East, correct? Correct. All right. All right. What else? All right. Most likely to be the best rule change you like. I said that wrong. The rule change you like best. This is the shift. It's a, well, I don't care whatever pitch else Pitch clock or the ban on shifts? The ban on shift. The pitch clock, I don't even notice. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, but it's, I'm telling you, it shaved a half hour off games. I, I, I understand that, but I'm, that's not for me. I'm not sitting here thinking, thinking I've not, I have not sat at all in my 53-year-old lifetime thinking games are too long. I have not thought about that. I have had a problem with um, the action. I've had a problem with guys in third play third base in short right field like it's a, a beer softball league and catching screaming line drives that would normally be a one-hop base hit. I love the fact that there's no shift. I am loving this. It's going to open the game. Left-handed hitters. I love the fact that baseball's uh, um, promotional ad about the shift rule being changed involved Joey Votto. It's perfect. Left-hand hitters are going to love this. We're going to see more people on base. We're going to see more stolen bases, right? Uh, I, yeah, we've I, seen a lot already. I I, I like it. I, I like the fact that it doesn't matter. Anything else, if they did just the shift alone, that would be a, enough. But they've done a bunch of other things. The shift being gone is fantastic. And I, I don't care what pace of play is because I'm not one of those people that are trying to reach for that anyway. The pitch clock, though, I will I will just revisit again. 
ninth inning, they got to turn it off. They got to turn it off. Once again, the World Baseball Classic battle between Otani and Trout. Look it up. Every pitch would have been a pitch clock violation. And I love the drama being built, and nothing's better than a ninth-inning situation in a game like that. Once the playoffs hit, and you're going to start seeing pace of play go a little bit too fast, that's the way I'm looking at it right now. I may be wrong because I'm not noticing the pitch clock right now. What else, Chris? All right, let's focus on a couple of the Apple TV Plus games. They got a doubleheader starting in about an hour. Rangers-Cubs. Yes. Good pitching matchup there. Who's more likely to notch more strikeouts today, Nathan Avaldi? Or Marcus Stroman. I'll take Stroman because I don't want him to clap back at me on Twitter. <laughs> That's a good point. That's fair. Nate Aldi. I don't even know if he has a Twitter account. I'm going to take Stroman because he's a clap backer. He's like a clapper backer. Or is that a clapper backer or a back clapper? I don't like it. Clap Either backer. way, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to put myself in the Stroman line of fire. Both guys have been sharp this year. They won, have. won their first outing. Stroman didn't give up a run, but. Stroman had a great six opening Six strikeouts day. for Evaldi, eight for Stroman in their opening. So I'll take Stroman on that and the night game the night cap christopher the night game is braves padres possible world series preview they played an awesome game yesterday braves won on a walk-off more likely to combine for more total bases xander bogarts or manny machado or ronald acuna and matt olsen hmm. is this a um a, a an under the radar sort of um i don't know what you mean and, and under the radar gambling. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I do have Matt Olson chips in the chair. About that. I'll take Machado and Bogarts. How does it feel for you to watch Xander Bogarts in uh, another uniform? Gosh. How's that been for you the first week? You're not going to get used to it for a long time. Rich, I miss him so much. And he's been playing. It's been terrific. Uh, unbelievable I know. to start the season. <sighs> Three home runs. He's batting 360. It's like, oh, come on, man. And while we're on the subject of pitch clock, Machado, we didn't discuss this week. First guy to be ejected by arguing a pitch clock violation, <laughs> which if it is a called strike, technically you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes. That's an unintended consequence, I think, unless yeah. he said the magic word. Well, Machado is a, you know, he plays. He did with take a, a sweet fire. ass time. Yeah. So kind of like him so okay i'll take bogarts and machado and we'll check on our work uh, on monday let's do it although there are some things we can't check until the end of the season that was what's more likely presented by apple tv plus friday night baseball returns tonight with weekly doubleheaders and on-demand content only on apple tv plus new subscribers get three months free when you redeem on your roku device by may 29th fun stuff I like that. I do, we, too. Okay. And we've got a what's more likely football style with Jason Kelsey in our number three. But let's take a break. And when we come back, Russell Crowe, for crying out loud. This is great stuff. You shall be entertained when Russell Crowe joins the Rich Eisen Show. And that rhymes. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network is back on the air, along with the live stream on the Roku channel. I'm at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by, as this Academy Award winner has done. Right. Yeah. Right here on the Rich Joining Eisen me show. here on the Rich Eisen Show is now the star of The Pope's Exorcist, available in theaters nationwide on Friday, April 14th, the Oscar winner Russell Crowe here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Russell? Very good. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody. Good to have you here on the program. First up, uh, I'm going to do this again. You know, name of the show is my name, so I'll just jump into what interests me. I'm a Michigan guy. How in the world did you and Lloyd Carr hook up those years ago? It was awesome as a Wolverine fan to see you in the colors. I actually, I, sitting here right now, I can't remember the first time that we met, mm -hmm. me and Lloyd, but um, he had come down to Australia. I'd recently taken over uh, control of the South Sydney Rabbitohs Rugby League side and National yeah. Rugby League team uh, in 2006. And I was talking to him about it one day and I said, you know, would you feel like, coming down and talking to the players and, and the coach because we had a very young coach at that point. And he did, and he made a great impression. And a couple of years later, I was um, I was shooting State of Play in Washington, D.C., and Michigan had had a terrible start to the season, you know. And uh, just in case the listeners don't know, that the South Sydney Rabbitohs is the oldest team in rugby league. It was formed in 1908. The symbol of the, the, the team is a rabbit. Okay. Okay. Uh, the rabbit O actually refers to a job in the late uh, 1800s of being a rabbit color because the state of New South Wales was overrun by rabbits. But it's a very, very long story. But mm -hmm. you could make a living shooting rabbits, selling the pelt to the government, and then selling the meat on the street. Okay. And the guy selling the meat on the street would walk around yelling out rabbit O, and the cooks would come out and buy it, you know. So, uh, and a number of the team originally, when they first started playing, that was their job. They were rabbit colors, you know. Anyway, so I was in uh, Washington 2008. 
Michigan had, had a, a terrible start to the season. Notre Dame game was uh, coming up. I just reached out to him and said, you know, how are you doing? And he said, I'm doing really bad, you know. And I said, oh, yeah, Matt, I've been seeing seeing the scores. And he goes, where are you? I said, I was in Washington. And uh, he said, can you make the game? You know, it was coming up that weekend. And, you know, it's 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 not a short distance from D.C. No. to, to uh, Ann Arbor. So, yeah. Um, I uh, I said, well, technically I can, you know. And so he said, I need you, big bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on the plane and people don't understand this. People assume that I do this with sports teams all the time because I'm a sports team owner or whatever. And I went to the dressing room and, you know, normally if I talk to players, I, I try to, um, I don't try and bring the roof down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't try to do that sort of speech. I, I yeah. try to say something you know, thoughtful that that may motivate them on a very simple level. You know, I don't try and be theatrical or, you know. Um, and even with my own team, I've never done this, but I walked into that changing room and there was just this sort of strange energy in, in, in the room, right? Everybody was a little bit afraid, you know, and it was odd. And I just, I'd never done this before, but it just came to me in the moment and I just asked all the boys to start tapping their chests, you know, and those are pads you've got in American football. Yeah, it's yeah. a really cool slapping sound. Yeah. You know, so it sounded like Roman soldiers marching. <laughs> and I just started speaking over that, right? And I actually went full gladiator. <laughs> I went right you up did. to the point of, and I said, I, you know, and I said, when I bring my hand down, I want you to stop, you know, because I got them to go louder and louder and louder with the slapping, you know, and they're doing, and I brought my hand down. The silence was deafening. And in that silence, I said, repeat after me, strength and honor. And the boys did it back. <laughs> and then they went out just hunting for big game, man, you know, <laughs> that had that terrible start to the season, but they went out and they smashed Notre Dame, smashed them. You know, and I'm like, the game was sort of over in the first 15, 20 minutes because the, the dominance, you know what I mean? And they just, and they kept plowing and plowing through. And then for the rest of the year, they had a pretty good year. But, you know, so me and Lloyd, for some reason, I can't remember the very first time we met, sure. but it was just one of those things when you meet somebody who that you connect with or click with, you know, and he's a wonderful man. And uh, I learned uh, a lot from him and he was such a great teacher, you know. Yeah, I mean, that is amazing. So you went full Maximus for the Wolverines is what you're saying. Yeah, never done that before for anybody else. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. You know? And the thing is, I was playing that character in State of Play. Mm-hmm. So, or was it, was it State of Play or was a Body of Lies? Actually, I think it's even worse. I think it was oh. Body of Lies. Okay. Right? So I had this really messed up hairdo because I was trying to grow my hair because originally when I was doing Robin Hood with Ridley Scott, he said, you have to have long hair. Yeah. So I grew my hair for two years, kept hiding it under wigs on other films, only to get to a couple of weeks before production and really went, nah, I don't like the long hair, chop it off. <laughs> well, I mean, after this gets out, Russell, I mean, I think a lot of coaches might be needing your services or looking to tap on tap you on your uh, shoulder no. here. I mean, are no. you are you a fan of any a special uh, occasion just for love? I bet. Are you a fan of any NFL team? Are you a specific fan of any American football team? Russell? Well, a long time ago, I did a deal with an American fellow that I used to hang out with and take on his teams if he took on the Rabbitohs. So okay. um, uh, I keep an eye on the Jets. Um, but recently, I, uh, well, you know, four years ago, whatever, I started a relationship with a girl from New Orleans. So now I keep an eye on the Saints as well. Have you been to the Superdome? Have you been to that spot? 
Yeah. Um, the 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 ground in the, New Orleans. You know, yeah, the, where the they play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, That's I, super I've, never, I've never, I've not seen a game yet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good that's as good a team as any. The Jets, huh? The J- I think yeah. the Jets might need you to come tap the chest for them. You know, certainly it's if been, it's it's been a painful thirty or forty years. <laughs> that's why I'm also like, a Jets fan. I'm a fan South too. Sydney fan, right? I'm a South Sydney fan, so I'm used to that kind of pain. Sure. You know, the South Sydney were a championship team when I was a young man. Yeah. But by the time, you know, uh, by the late nineties, they're a perennial losing team. The reason I took them over was because. I just simply understood that the kids from the district of South Sydney needed that team to be successful in order to better their lives. You know what I mean? To give them the sort of, you know, the confidence to actually pursue the things that they wanted to do. You know, when we finally did win the championship in 2014, you know, a lot of people asked me, you know, oh, you know, it's great for South, you know, does that mean you'll create more football players in your district, Mm -hmm. you know? And I said, no, that means we're going to create more doctors, and lawyers and artists and songwriters and kids who will back themselves because they saw those perennial losers pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and actually not only become competitive, not only become dominant, but they became the champions. And so, you know, if you're 10 years old when I took over that club, you're Mm -hmm. 18 going into university when we win. So your confidence level, your understanding of what is possible has expanded greatly. So, you know, sport is very important in Australian culture. So a, a simple move like that, getting a team off the bottom of the table and back into success can have a very deep and resonant effect. Of course. So what what would be the, the biggest thing for you personally, winning a championship as a, a club owner or the Oscar that you won? Uh, probably, probably neither of those things. Probably, okay. you know, sitting, talking to my son the other night, you know, he's in university now and, you know, he designed himself the easiest degree that a young person could do, you know, because he's quite clever. So he thought, I'll game this system, you know, but it's just not in his nature. So he goes into the second year and he's like, I've got more to give here. So, you know, I'm talking to him the other night about Latin declensions and uh, ancient Greek because in the second year of his degree, he's turned up the heat under his own feet, you know, but by his own volition, you know, and he's now doing a degree which is significantly more difficult okay. than when he started. So that that pleases me greatly to have a kid with self-motivation like that. You know, Being a dad. There we go. I appreciate that. Russell Crowe right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about The Pope's Exorcist. What intrigued you about this project and this film that's coming in theaters on the 14th? You know, Richard, it might just mean that I'm really kind of naive. Okay. But when I read that there's a real job at the Vatican called the chief exorcist. I was surprised. I was like, really? That's a gig? Okay. And that's what intrigued me, right? It was like the the, the script itself, and this is not sort of, you know, um, putting the writers in any, any negative place because you quite often have a situation in a studio where more than one person has had their hand on a script. So by the time it gets to someone like me reading it, it, it might have changed, you know, to, to meet parameters that the studio had put in place, but it's no longer like a, a, a document that has any real flow, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I read it and, and there was some sort of intriguing things about it, but the most intriguing thing was the fact that there was a job called the Chief Exorcist of the Vatican. So that's what got me interested and that's what I started to research. And then looking into Gabriele Amorth's life, um, 
I have to say that's what grabbed me, that, that that man as a character and the things that he'd experienced through his life. Did you get to see the film? Have you seen I it? have. Yes, I have seen it. It's fascinating to me. I did not know whatsoever, Russell, that this existed either. Right, right. Something... Okay, so it's you and me. We're the naive guys. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I've been to the Vatican and I, I never thought, okay, this place is clean, to use the phrase, you know, from the exorcism or from, from uh, poltergeist, you know. I had no idea that there could be a, a little job like that in my life. Yeah. So it was fascinating to me completely. Well, as we go through in, in the, you know, in the film, there's biographical elements now in the movie that come from the, the research I did and mm -hmm. me going back to the writer and the director and the producers going, this guy's fascinating. Let's just tell his actual story because right. he's fascinating, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So he comes from Modena, uh, Gabriella Mort, in, in Italy, and that's the same place that Ferrari comes from. Um, so there's a couple of, like, little things I do in the movie. I wear red socks under my cassock. And that's... <laughs> Because he's a Ferrari fan. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Uh, Russell Crowe here on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple more minutes left with him. The Pope's Exorcist again available in theaters nationwide on Friday, April 14th. Um, wh which film do you get when people run into you the most? Wh which which one do you get the most? Is it is it the the uh, is it Gladiator? Is that the one you get the most, Russell? Um, it kind of depends where you are in the world you know, or where I am in the world. Mm -hmm. um, Gladiator a lot, for sure. Mm -hmm. But surprisingly, I think maybe to other people, um, Master and Commander is a big topic for discussion. Um, and that seems to have grown in popularity exponentially, you know, over time. Um, a movie I did with Ryan Gosling, a comedy okay. called The Nice Guys, okay, comes up constantly. Uh, 310 to Yuma that I did with Christian Bale. People want to talk about that because if they're into it, they're deeply into it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, Beautiful Mind comes up a, a lot. But it, it's not, yeah, I mean, I've been very lucky in that regard. It's like it's not just a, a single film. I mean, obviously, Gladiator took my life into a completely different place, you know, at the time when it when it came out. And it's got long legs, man. You know, it's 2023 right now. But I guarantee you tonight, somewhere in the world, Gladiator's playing on primetime television. Oh, there's no and doubt. That's, you know, we made that film in 1999, 24 years ago. It's crazy. You know, well, so, that, you know it, it's... And I'm sure somebody somewhere is screaming to somebody, are you not entertained? You know, I'm sure that's that's happening as well. I mean, well, there's a, there's a few lines know. in that that people like to use. <laughs> I actually okay. went, man, I went to a Snoop Dogg concert in Melbourne with my okay. youngest son, my 16-year-old son. I was shooting down there. He came down for the weekend. Uh, he saw Ed Sheeran the night before, and then we went to Snoop Dogg the next night. It was a big weekend for him, you know. And uh, Snoop's on stage at the end of his concert, and he knows I'm there. We've been friends for quite a while, you know. And he goes, I just want to do a shout-out. He knows who he is. Are you not entertained? <laughs> it was like my 16-year-old's eyes just popped, you know. And I was like, Snoop, I owe you for that, man. Thank you very much. That's as cool dad points as you can possibly get, for sure. Right, that's you know? a three-pointer, right? And do you get right? And do you get? How about the Insider? To me, that is one of the most fascinating. Oh, yeah, that films that, 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 you can, that come that does come up a lot. And the and the the people that talk to me about the Insider, mm -hmm. they they want to share it with me 
is if it's a secret between us. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? I, well, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, I really like your movies or whatever. My favorite one is the insider. You know, you go, okay. Because if it's like connects us somehow, it's like, <laughs> all right. It's like they're whistleblowing on themselves. I don't understand that. That's <laughs> just odd. But, it is, you know, I mean, that does get some people passionate about it. The other one that a lot of athletes bring up is a, a film called Cinderella Man. Of course. Which didn't didn't do so well in, in America at the time of release, which really uh, uh, surprised me. But I think we sort of missed our release window. We should have come out in the November, December area, but we waited till halfway through the next year. And by then there was sort of a burn for it had gone, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, like I say, people who are into sport or whatever, they, they bring that up as a motivational thing that they use, you know. Well, I guess yeah. to bring this full circle as I let you go, I th- I was under of the understanding that Lloyd Carr was showing the Cinderella Man to the Wolverines. That's right. And that's, that's right. what connected the two you Thank guys you, Rich. in with. That's right. That's right. I read that in the paper. I was somewhere in New York or something like that. I read in the paper he'd been showing Cinderella Man yeah. to his team. And I, I do have a deep affection for that film. So I called him. That's how we met. I called Lloyd and said, hey, I heard you – you know, showing that, Tim, should we get together and, you know, have a chat? And so that's how we started our friendship. Yeah. And I have a deep, as a Wolverine, me. of course, and as a Wolverine, uh, I have a deep dislike for Notre Dame. So thank you for going full Maximus prior to that uh, game. I feel like I owe you. Um, and I would love Lovely. to have you uh, back on again whenever you want. Russell, if you're in Los Angeles, I'd love to host you on the program. I have so much to go down uh your memory lane from your career, which has just been a delight. So thanks for here uh, for this conversation and uh, best of luck on the film. Thank you very much. All the best. Yeah, that's Oscar winner, Russell Crowe. Everybody check out The Pope's Exorcist. Yes, there is such a thing in theaters nationwide Friday, April 14th, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Just a delight talking to him. You know, the fact that he went full Maximus just once for Michigan against Notre Dame. He had me at hello. Great story. Uh, also, had no idea he's tight with Snoop and that he's keeps his eye on the Jets and the Saints. Okay. So, in some way, shape, or form, Derek Carr was going to be his quarterback for 2023. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Who's not tight with Snoop at this point? Yeah, uh, right? I was thinking that. Yeah, too. it was great, man. Just a total blast. The way he had the team pound on their shoulder pads to make the beat for him, like, that must have been incredible. Total blast. Uh, total blast chatting right. with him. All right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. A surprise second place individual atop the leaderboard of Augusta, of the Masters at Augusta National, to say the least. An incredible story surrounding him. And your phone calls. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial before Jason Kelsey joins us in studio. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just 
find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Monster.com can help you win your job hunt today. You're looking for a gig. Guess what? Take your resume, pop it on Monster.com, and watch all the action fly because Monster.com has millions of job openings and great coaching, career advice for a strong performance when it counts. When you upload your resume to Monster.com, in addition to all of that, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers and knows also how to match you with those job fits. And when you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. Get off the bench right now. Get off your couch. Put your resume on Monster.com and win your job hunt today. Monster.com. Jason Kelsey is getting ready to join us all hour number three here on this program. Let's go. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Uh, Who's been hanging on for damn near an hour? James in San Jose, California. What's up, James? He's up. Uh-oh. Oh, no. He's been on hold for an hour. James, are there? Oh, hey. Hey. What's hey, going on? Going, guys? What's up? Hey, I had a, uh, a question. Me and my buddies were on the train down to SF to watch the Giants' home opening series okay. against the Royals. Uh-huh. And we were talking basketball. And we were talking about how tight it is and how the fact that this may be, in fact, the first time ever that the – all California teams for the NBA have made the playoffs or have the opportunity to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The top okay. So my uh, question to you guys is, of the California teams, I know, Rich, you have a preference towards the Warriors, uh-huh. but I guess it's more towards the other other teams. Is Which teams do you think will have more of an upset to make it furthest in the playoffs besides the Warriors. Okay, so just like if you're at a poker tournament with your friends, you have a last longer pool, whoever lasts longest wins. Who is the yeah. la- who's going to be the, la- the the longest lasting California team in the NBA playoffs? Interesting. That's interesting, James, because, you know, the Kings, as we all know, just broke a 12-year playoff drought, and I imagine the last time they made it, the Warriors weren't the Warriors, and the Clippers sure as hell weren't making it. That's interesting. When was the last time all four California teams made the playoffs in the same season? Kings are in. The Clippers are going to be in. The Warriors are going to be in. And the Lakers. How about it? I bet it's never happened. Okay. So, I, okay, go. Yeah, sure. Sure, world. 
So we did a little bit of a lookup. The last time three of them made it was in 75. Three of them yeah, made it. Yeah, because back then the uh, Clippers were the Braves in Buffalo. So if you count that, then you had the Warriors and the Kings, and the Lakers didn't make it. That was the closest I've ever seen it. That's uh, the year the Warriors won. All right. And that's so, also the year the Warriors won. So. Man, I think the Warriors can last longest, but boy, do they play the Suns first. Um. It looks like the Clippers might take on the Kings first, too, so one of them's going to get eliminated right off the bat. I'll go with the Kings. How does that sound? I'll go with the that's Kings. A, that's I'll a solid sleeper pick. I will, You've always been a sleeper ever since I've been listening to you. Man, I don't know how much of a sleeper. They're a sleeper because why? Because the, <laughs> there's the Sacramento Kings. They're the ones that are the most winning. They have the higher yeah. seed going in. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Interesting chat for the boys driving down to – San Francisco. What's more likely? Ah. NBA title, California, or, or no, the field. I'll take the field. I'll take the field. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, defending champs. I'll take the field. I'll take the other 49 states. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't you, TJ? Hmm. How about this? Last hmm. longer, Philadelphia or the Clippers? I don't. I, you know what? I'll take California in it. This guy. What do you mean, this guy? What do you mean? Lakers get hot. You think the you think a California team lasts lasts longer than the Sixers? That wasn't the original question. I just asked you. NBA title, California, the field. Yeah, I'm oh. going by. I didn't, was going by oh, what he said. California, because you think the Warriors, right? I don't think the Warriors. But well, then which one is the most likely California team to do it? That's what we're having this conversation. No, you said take either take California field. I said I'm going to take California, and you guys can have the other forty. I understand that, and I'm now asking you to drill down and give I, me the uh, give me the team that you you are thinking because they are in California, not the forty nine others. Okay, he's got his Kawhi fathead. I get it. That's why I said this guy. You really think the Clippers have a chance? To beat the Kings in a first-round series. Yes. Then move on. Okay. That would be great. That would be great. Could you imagine how loud would it be if the Lakers had 11 straight wins over the Clippers in this town? How loud would it be? Well, it's, it's expected. So, or, or, uh, or right. I mean? Like, it, yeah. people would be just as quiet because that's the way it works. That's the way it's supposed 11 to be. straight dubs over the Lakers. That's insane. What is the longest winning streak of one team over another in the NBA? Has another team got double-digit wins in a row over another anywhere? Probably not currently. It's got to be the longest winning streak of one team over another in, in the NBA right now. I'll just take the Warriors, though, man. They're the champs. Well, that's part of California, so that's uh, I, I know, and that, I, I, I'll, I'll take the Warriors. But Warrior, Warriors versus Kings would be a fun series right now. That would be fun, too. That would be a real fun first-round series. That'll be that'll be like the series of my uh, of my uh, uh, local TV years when I was covering the Warriors and the Kings <laughs> for uh, Redding, California. Those are the two teams I, I did highlights of nonstop. That'd be wild. That'd be a great Northern California series. A few years ago, the Thunder had beaten the Sixers nineteen straight. Okay. That was twenty nineteen. By the way, if you're going, if anybody's going from Golden State. San Francisco up to Sacramento. There was back when I was there, great In and Out Burger in Vacaville, California, where you go I five right to Vacaville, and then you hang a right and you go right to the Bay Area when you're coming from Sacramento. 
<laughs> and if you're coming from the Bay Area, you go straight up to Vacaville, stop at the In-N-Out, hang a left, and go up to I-5, and you're right at, right at Sacramento. I did that nonstop. <laughs> I don't know if it's changed. I've been away a long time. Been away a long time. Oh, it's starting to rain, Rich. It is starting to rain. Oh. What a shame. And we have a solo second now, Sam Bennett. You know, let's talk about this kid. Um, he is an amateur. Wow. He has an A next to his name, which means he's not a professional golfer, but he is a terrific player out of Texas A&M. If I'm not mistaken, let's get this right. He won the U.S. Amateur, correct? He, he did. The, he's he ranked, did. He's right. at Texas A&M right now. And the story about Sam is his dad passed away in 2021 and his his dad um is uh, i believe his name is kenneth and he he told his son um a piece of advice that his son thought so remarkable that he made a tattoo out of it and has it on his left forearm yeah, he had his dad write this down on a piece of paper says don't wait to do something his father had early onset alzheimer's and his father wrote this said it in 2020 and before he passed away in 2021 they had him write it out on a piece of paper and the same handwriting as his father put on the piece of paper has now been replicated as a tattoo on his left forearms don't wait to do something pops 6 12 2020 and before he passed away in 2021 they had him write it down and sam said that it it took his dad 15 minutes to to write it out and it's now on his forearm and he looks at it before every shot come on now how do you not want to root for this kid and he's now solo second as of this conversation right now. He has one bogey in his two rounds. Amazing. And and I think he might have to... Uh, he, he might fo- force everybody to change the word amateur. Because of not only his performance, but the way things are going in this world now. And I, and I know the world of golf is like frozen in time and the Francis We May era, you know, hmm. like the Bagger Vance era. But this kid's an amateur? Really? Because I even said to you before the show, Chris, he must have name, image, and likeness deals up the you-know-what. And you then pointed out to me, because I didn't see this on Instagram, pop it up. He's thanking his sponsors. He has eight. <laughs> he has multiple sponsors yeah eight of them he's like a nascar driver (laughs) this was this morning thank you to my sponsors says the amateur who's now blowing away records did has an amateur ever been top top, the last time an amateur finished top 10 after the first round was 2005 and Uh, i can't imagine anybody's ever finished the second round where where he might finish. And I, I saw a stat where he is threatening something uh, that Ken Venturi did in the 50s. So with, with how he's playing. Right. right so you have to sit here. What do you call it? The U.S. non-professional? <laughs> you know, you got to take the A away. That's he's not an amateur is like he, he's just a college kid. Here's the other thing. And, and who's got who's got no business deals. He's He's not a professional because he's not being paid. Right. Didn't these guys have to, like, turn down a check? Yes. So if he wins. That's like a $3 million purse he has to turn down. 
which is nuts because he's not turning anything down. And put it up one more time, that Instagram. What's he turning on in college? He's got a, he's sponsored by Ping. Okay. He's sponsored by a golf cart. He's sponsored by a bank. Clothing. Come on now. And he's got to turn down a check. We got to kind of change the way we're looking at things these yeah, days. Huh? I don't know if there's a rule that's been changed on that, but traditionally, if you're an amateur and you make the cut and win prize money, you do not collect that. Well, he's not turning down checks at Texas A&M, and rightfully so. It's name, image, and likeness. Let's go. Yeah. But he still has to turn down a check from the from Augusta National because Bagger Vance said so. Is that why? <laughs> it's the 21st century. A tradition. Truly unlike any other being started by Sam Bennett, which is thanking your eight sponsors as you threaten the leaderboard at the Masters. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler won $2.7 million last year. <laughs> he's going to turn down part of that money because he's, he's got an A next to his name. Uh, that's not the Instagram uh, posting of an amateur, I'll tell you that. That's a pro. <laughs> but good for him. Great story. He's 100-1 to one to win right now, which is... Seems like good value. Well, it would be if Brooks Kepka wasn't so uh, flammable right now. Yeah, yeah. Kepka looks back to his uh, dominant self from a few years ago. Jason Kelsey is in our green room, and we're about to bring him out for hour number three. We're just going to hang up. Guys, this gentleman is as advertised. What you think Jason Kelsey should be and may be, he is. And you're going to love meeting him. He's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show, hour number three. I feel like we should get some beers out here and just like start pounding them. Kick back and have a good time. <laughs> I mean, it's Friday, right? TJ, is it five o'clock somewhere? I was just literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We still got some Stone Cold Brews in the, in the uh, fridge. So we've got a what's right? more likely, right? We've got uh, Mikey D, DJ Mikey D. You've got your, we got the weather report. Yep, it's just started raining there. No, I don't need it yet. Don't, don't, uh, Mike, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. I don't need you. I I need that energy for the end of hour three, okay? I'm with you. Pace yourself. Phil, four under. So he birdied 18 to. Oh, good for him, man. Phil, he's back. Phil's currently tied for for 11th. Phil might wind up the second best uh, live player uh, out there. Birdied 18. Yeah, he's currently number two. He's played it a couple times. He knows it going. Russell Henley is three under. Okay. And Bennett just birdied 14. Yeah, he birdied 14 to get to eight under. Here we go. Fantastic. All right. 844-204-RICH number. You want to talk to Jason Kelsey. He'll take phone calls. And he's about to come out here. Well, I mean, it's part of the broadcast boot. I bet that's one thing he did not do with the broadcast boot camp, which is take phone calls. I'll tweet that out right now. Yeah, go for it. 844-204-RICH number to dial. Ask Kelsey. Well, ask Jason. You know what? Ask Kelsey. Ask Kelsey. Why not? People might think it's Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring out Jason. This will be fun.